This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We're broadcasting out of the internate, is not a worker, studios in Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. Light on audio clips today. Yeah, we are a little bit light. Light on news in general. But here's why, at least for the uh, audio clip part, or part of the reason why. Let me read for you part of today's C-SPAN schedule. 12 p.m., Senator John McCain's casket departs Mm. Arizona State Capitol. Mm. 12.01 p.m., KNXV-TV coverage Mm. of Senator John McCain motorcade. Good, good. 12.44 p.m., Senator John McCain Arizona Memorial Service. 2.08 p.m., Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein debuts fentanyl training video for first responders. Oh, well, that's not like the others. (laughs) 3 p.m., Senator John McCain's casket departs Arizona for Washington, D.C., 7.30 7.30 p.m., Senator John McCain's casket arrives at Joint Base Andrews. So that's what we have for looking forward to this evening, the arrival of John McCain's body to D.C. I guess that's when Obama's going to be given the eulogy here in D.C. Because we saw uh, Biden give it earlier today. I didn't see it. I heard about it. We purposefully didn't watch any of the cable news networks today. I just this seems very elaborate. I think that the uh, C-SPAN producers could have saved a lot of trouble by uh, just slapping a GoPro <laughs> onto the casket. <laughs> uh, this is the last newscast of the week. The Sentinel cast is out tomorrow for our subscribers, featuring our interview with Rashida Talib, who is going to be a congresswoman from Michigan, most likely. Well, she's running unopposed, so <laughs> uh, that's a good interview. We talk about possibility of nationalizing oil companies, talk about how weed's legal here in D.C. (laughs) It was fun. Um, As we mentioned in prior episodes beginning next week, on Tuesday after Labor Day, this show will become subscriber only. It's really easy to subscribe. Go to patreon.com slash district sentinel. Pledge just five bucks a month. That's it. That's less than the cost of attendee per episode. Five bucks a month, patreon.com slash district sentinel, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, Patreon. We also recognize that some of you can't afford $5 a month. If so, that's totally fine. DM me or Sam Knight on Twitter or email us, Sam Sachs at district sentinel.com, Sam Knight at district sentinel.com. And uh, DC Sentinel News at yahoo.com. Yeah, we'll put you on the list. Bam, we'll- hit, the, hit them with the Yahoo mail. Yeah. We'll take care of you. Just uh, let us know um, if, if you know, you want to keep listening, but you just can't subscribe yet. Uh, we also still plan to be releasing free content daily on this same stream, so don't go anywhere. We have some pretty good plans, too, for this stream. Don't want to talk too much yet, but, yeah, definitely do not uh, un- follow the stream yeah, don't unfollow the don't, stream's uh, don't still unfollow. gonna be good the stream will be good so one last time here subscribe right now patreon.com slash district sentinel five bucks a month that way you'll be able to listen to the show when it returns after labor day 
next week. You'll also be able to watch the show too. You'll get your own haiku when you subscribe. Speaking of which, haikus will be coming up later. It's Thursday, August 30th, 2018. Here's the news. We're seeing yet another cost of President Trump's tax cuts for the rich, citing the fiscal mess created by that tax cut. Trump announced he was nixing planned pay raises for public servants. 2.1 million federal workers were set to receive a 2.1% pay increase. But in a statement released Thursday, the president cited U.S. law that authorized him to make changes to public worker pay in cases of, quote, national emergency or, quote, serious economic conditions affecting the general welfare. And he said that federal agency budgets just can't sustain the planned pay raises, estimated cost about $25 billion, one-time investment, worth mentioning that Trump's uh, tax cuts cost $190 billion a year, not just one time, but for like the next decade. This also comes after we reported earlier in the week that Trump's executive order making it easier to fire public workers was struck down by a federal court, which found that the order infringed on the collective bargaining rights of public workers. Despite that, looks like Trump is just hell-bent on screwing over those public servants. During the Singapore summit in June, President Trump told Kim Jong-un he wants to end the Korean War. That's according to a report yesterday in Vox. But since making the peace offering, Trump has insisted on a major prerequisite, North Korea must dismantle its nuclear weapons program. The demands have reportedly soured relations, according to Vox, according to Vox excuse me, explaining a recent uptick in bellicose rhetoric from Pyongyang. One source told the publication, quote, It makes sense why the North Koreans are angry, having Trump promise a peace declaration and then moving the goalposts and making it conditional would be seen as the U.S. reneging on its commitments. North Korea currently has about 65 nuclear warheads. The U.S. has 6,800. Mm. 2,800 are retired, 4,000 are stockpiled, 1,800 are deployed. The disparity pretty much guarantees that North Korea is not going to use their nukes. Yeah. If they do, it's suicide. They Especially wa- when you consider like the geographic uh, disadvantages as well. Like you can cover, you don't take many nukes to cover the space of North Korea. Right. And But the reason they want them is to protect themselves from a conventional attack. Right. From the U.S. Nevertheless, the administration is pushing ahead with demands for unilateral denuclearization from Pyongyang. The Vox report said Secretary of State Mike Pompeo wants North Korea to give up 70%, up to 70% of its arsenal in six to eight months. Kim Jong-un, most likely very still much wary of the John Bolton Libya comments, he rejected the demand. Let North Korea keep its nukes. <laughs> Uh, We're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors via a couple haikus we've each written. This one's for Caleb. Stand the test of time or drown in its sands just like 
HQ Trivia. Thank you, Caleb. This is for Kiefer. Time Machine Wish List. If only I could go back. Whoop teen Elon Musk. Throw him in a garbage can. Thank you, Kiefer. This one's for Willie Nelson. Not gonna do what you think and write a freaking haiku about weed. Thank you, Willie Nelson. This is for Benjamin. Bank robbers agree. Do not leave home without it. Bag with dollar sign. Thank you, Benjamin. This one's for Zumphrey. If you look closely, like at their eyes and their snout, some dogs look like frogs. Thank you, Zumphrey. Finally, this is for Casey. Water now, drink it. Dehydration is crucial. Fight diarrhea. (laughs) Always good advice in the haiku section of the show. Thank you, Casey. Thank you to all the new subscribers, patreon.com slash district sentinel. According to federal procurement documents, the U.S. is taking on an expanded role in the Saudi war against Yemen, which has killed thousands of civilians and is one of the greatest humanitarian catastrophes right now on the planet. It's been well documented how U.S. military assets are offering intelligence, guidance, and refueling for Saudi jets over Yemen. The U.S. is also supplying the bombs, including one that hit a school bus earlier this month that killed 40 kids. Now the U.S. wants to train Saudi pilots on American soil. Journalist Ken Klippenstein flagged the public contract solicitation, which described the need this way, quote, Training is required by the Royal Saudi Air Force to provide Royal Saudi Air Force with ground, non-flying, and flying instruction in various fixed and non-fixed airframes, simulators, and support vehicles, support services, excuse me. The contract specifically mentioned training on F-15 fighter jets. It's soliciting vendors through next month. You would have thought the school bus massacre a few weeks ago would cause a mass rethink of the U.S. role in the war. Well, I guess it did. And the conclusion was, let's expand it. Finally, a new report released today highlights the total lack of accountability at the Department of Homeland Security. The Government Accountability Office took a look at the process for reviewing serious misconduct complaints against agents at ICE, Customs and Border Protection, and TSA. According to GAO, ICE does the worst job of overseeing these complaints. Less than 50% of investigations reviewed by GAO had the required supervisory documentation. So... Yeah, that's less than half of the uh, case files reviewed by GAO. They didn't have the right documents to prove that uh, these uh, these ICE agents were being investigated. Get so shit together. No surprise there. Even worse, the report also, or also worse, I guess, or also bad, I should say, the report found that CB- CBP and ICE don't keep track of whether misconduct allegations were substantiated And ICE doesn't have a central database on the status of corrective actions in the rare instances that it disciplines employees. So impunity for thuggish agents at ICE, CBP, it's a feature, not a bug, of DHS. What an awful, awful agency.
Ooh, I jumped it. I jumped it there. It's okay. I was uh I basically said box earlier when I was trying to say Vox and mm. the entire episode I've been thinking about starting a website called Box that explains packaging. <laughs> I could just use the bumper to start cutting you off like when you mispronounce words like box to box. <laughs> That's going to do it for the newscast today. I was trying to hit the bumper. I was trying to reach across and hit you with the bumper. No, you can't have control of the bumpers over here. There would just be chaos on the radio show. Uh, before we go, no, no one on the listener rant line today, but I want to wish a happy birthday to Keister. It's Keister's birthday. Keister. He's watching on the live stream. Happy birthday to you, Keister. Thank you for your support. I see Keister's hanging out in the chat room with his friends, Ilias. And Kurt. <laughs> Kurt dropping a Nirvana lyric. Kurt dropping. Is he really? Yes. Wow. That is Smells Like Teen Spirit. Nice, nice. Well, thank you for watching. Smells like cliche reference. <laughs> More like. Oh, take that, Kurt. That's going to do it for the show. Call the rant line 202 684 6108. Sponsors of the show beyond our subscribers. Include the Congressional Dish podcast hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. Another sponsor, levelnews.org. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Tune in by searching for District Sentinel Radio. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Tell your friends to listen. More importantly, subscribe on Patreon. Patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Five bucks a month. You'll be able to listen to this show when it returns after Labor Day next week. We're here in D.C. So you don't have to be. 